Welcome to From Fear Into Action, where we have evolutionary conversations with conscious entrepreneurs. Sometimes all you need are the right tips at the right time with a little mindset magic, which is exactly what you are about to get. Now, here are your hosts, Julian Knoll and Heather Porter. Hello, Shinepreneurs. Welcome back. We're here with you guys for another amazing episode of From Fear to Action. And I had a lot of fun in this episode because I got to geek out a little bit with a special guest of, that we brought on because we're both sort of in that digital world. And um, I probably could have spoken to him for ages. Before we introduce you, though, to who we're going to bring on, I want to say hello to Julian. Hey, Jules. Hey, how are you, Hella? I'm very, very well. How are you, is the question. I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm really looking forward to our special guest today, Johan Nagera. And one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to this conversation, as well as being a super geek, he's also a super entrepreneur. He really is a good model for the listeners to really listen to how he thinks about business because an entrepreneur will have multiple businesses straddled across different industries at different stages of development and so he understands the whole process of business and the magic that he brings to the conversation is he systematizes business now what that means is there's a great business thinker peter drucker who once very famously said a business is something that works so that you don't have to. Mm. Now, I know some of you won't even be able to hear that because you are the center of your business. If you don't go to work today, you have no business. What Johan does is work with uh, individuals and companies to set up businesses so that the owner is freed from that business. That's a conversation worth exploring, don't you think? Oh, hugely. Um, I've heard of that referred to in a way where um, as an entrepreneur, you can either be an entrepreneur where you build a business as the vehicle to give you the lifestyle that you want, or you can be a technician, which is basically somebody that is basically working a job. Um, Your business is your job. And that's exactly my focus right now. I've had a lot of shifting in my life recently where I had a digital agency and I sort of let that go. And um, I've been really strategic and slow on purpose. Well, yeah, fear steps in, of course, too. But but um, I, <laughs> I've been strategic um, in a way to move slower this time. So I don't I don't grow something that I'm completely, you know, trapped to, um, but really a business. I really want to grow a business this next time around and not have to be that technician that has to show up to work every day and, and, and the whole thing falls apart if I'm not there, you know? Mm, so that, yes. that really speaks to me hugely. Um, and I think it is the difference between, like you're saying, it, like having a business or having a job. So, and this guy's impressive, by the way. Like you're saying, he's a true entrepreneur. He certainly is. Um, he actually started in his 20s, in his early 20s, he built an eBay business. Uh, which, you know, is online and, and that, that knowledge allowed him to grow not only his own business, but his clients as well. And, you know, now his company, Nogera Alliance, has a full-time staff of 80 people around the world with 12 key staff in Australia. And like you said, Jules, he basically, they're the engine room um, where they're, they're systematizing businesses around the world. So offline and, off, on, and online. So, yeah, you know what? This conversation is going to be good, I have a feeling. Yes. So let's, let's jump into it. Bring him on, no, Johan. Here we go. Yeah. 
Johan, since I'm just getting to know you, and we had a really great discussion before we started this podcast, just like we do with everybody we interview, you were starting to tell me how you do speaking and you have businesses that extend all over the world, or I should say team that is all over the world. I want to know, how do you manage all of that in your own words? How do you manage a team and a business that's global? I manage the team, the business, the clients, all the relationships with simplicity. That's the best way to put it. And simplicity, systems and processes. So the the way the business runs, everything is systemized, everything has a process. Every person knows exactly what they need to do, how to do it, when to do it, and what the reason is that they're doing those things. So that's the stuff. They're all very happy. They're they, they know how to manage themselves. So it doesn't take me much micromanaging or managing them to get them to work efficiently. The clients are all very, very informed about what, what status their project's at, where it is, how it's going. And so that makes life simple again because when they're informed, they're not wondering. When they, if they were wondering, they'd be making up stories in their head like we used to experience in the past, but now we remove all that by keeping them up to date about every little thing. And so they know we're on top of things. So that's the clients, that's the the people. Um, Yeah, and all the relationships, well, we've got, we make sure that all of our key people are always contacted and are happy. You do certainly have fires, obviously, in days of overwhelm. You'd have to, right? Because you're a business owner. (laughs) Every day. We we have more than a thousand projects getting done every year. So, yes, there's always fires that come up, but those are quite easily dealt with because we say, oh, okay, we listen, we understand, we understand what the fire is, and we say, we'll get right onto that or we'll fix it up for you in this time frame. And those things are fixed in that time frame. So your communication, to me, that that's the theme that's coming out of this, is that you're an exquisite communicator and you're using technology to help you do that. Is that correct? Correct. Mm. Communication and efficiency and connectivity. Those are our three keywords. Okay. And you talked about an app. So you actually have your own app then that, that you use to communicate with your clients. Is that right? Uh, yeah, just a general CRM. Yeah. Infusionsoft, yeah. So you know that by heart, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. We're not going to geek, geek out to everybody because we're both playing <laughs> in the same playground. But <laughs> and to, to manage to manage all the projects and everything, we we just use a simple Trello. Everybody's got access to Trello. We yeah. use that for all of our communications, our board meetings, everything. So all of our notes are there. Anytime you have an idea, you can quickly pop it down into the into the app. It's stored there. We can have a discussion around it when the time is right. Therefore, it's not occupying space in your brain, which frees up your RAM to, for your brain to operate efficiently. I have to bring Jules into this conversation because I know that there's going to be creatives and there's going to be people on this listening to us that they're suddenly hearing systems and they're hearing efficiency and they're starting to freak out because it's not in their natural, it's like not their natural <laughs> gift that they have. So, and, and Jules, I mean, like, how do you feel like when you hear these words like Trello and CRMs and where do you go with that? Oh, I totally zoned out. <laughs> uh, fuck, that's it. I'm gone. Trello. <laughs> ah! No, how, no. So how do you like, Johan, how do you, you know, because I, I know you're going to have the different personality types in your, your businesses as well. 
How do you actually inspire people to follow a system of efficiency? There's, so for example, we deal with a lot of creatives, you know, that's, that's part of our business. But it's not about them following a system. It's about them knowing what's coming. Ah. So when we say, hey, this is, you know, sure, we can do your project. This is how we're going to do your project. There's five steps. We are now at step one. We will contact you in a week and we will be at step two. We will contact you three weeks after that and we'll be at step three. I need these three things from you. So they don't know that they're going through a system per se, but they're following a system in order to get the project completed. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. You're just you're just changing, I guess, the, the language, again, back to communication with whomever is in front of you at that time. So it fits in with, I guess, their values and what, what they need to get out of the project. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Love it. <laughs> and I, I think what's interesting about this conversation, because we just had another conversation um, before with, with Giselle, which was so much, I guess, more open, and, and this is such a more structured conversation. I think it's really important for, for listeners to you, for you to just consider that it's like, as you grow your business and, and who you are, you have to approach both sides. I mean, you have the creation moments and the spiritual moments, and you also have the doing moments too. Um, so I do want to address one more thing, which we've talked a lot in previous episodes around the culture of busyness, busyness for the sake of being busy. Um, what's your take on, on that right now? And, and is it something that we need to address and how do we fix that issue? Sure. So we've all got 24 hours in a day. And at, when I was first starting my business, there was so many things to do and my to-do list would be pages long. And I wouldn't, you know, hardly make a dent in it in a day. And then at the end of it, I'd feel, I'd feel incomplete because I didn't achieve everything I wanted to achieve. I'd beat myself up. And then, you know, if you continue down that process every day of feeling like you're not achieving everything you wanted to achieve and you'd keep beating yourself up, your motivation dies. And then when your motivation dies, guess what? Your business starts to fail. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a natural progression of every entrepreneur because when you want to start a business, there is a million things to do. Now, when I get my team members on board, and this is something that we do every week, everybody in the morning, as soon as they wake up, they plug in the three things that they're going to achieve that day. The three, it's, there's only three things that they have to achieve. So if you break up your day into three parts, now it doesn't matter whether it's 9 to 12, 12 to 3, 3 to 6, whatever it is. If you can just achieve three things, and it, those three things might take you an hour and you can take the rest of the day off, but you've achieved those three things that you wanted to do to get towards your end goal. Now, if you do those three things every day, you've taken more than a thousand steps towards your end goal Mm. and every step in the right right direction is the right step Mm. so your question repeat to me your question again (laughs) so so i can make sure i tie it in yeah gosh um here i am already forgetting my question because i'm i'm already (laughs) absorbed into your answer (laughs) i remember the question good the question was was around busyness thank you the world is devoured by this Correct. notion of, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. How do you so. manage that? Yeah. Yes. So busyness. Everybody is always busy, and people are, people are too busy these days. They literally don't have an hour. And I've recently become a dad, and I've realized how much time that takes up. 
where before when I was, you know, just me and my, well, it was when it was just me, I was busy. Then when it was me and my girlfriend, busy, then she became my wife, busier. Now with the child, so busy. <laughs> and I've got friends who've got, you know, who are running multi-million dollar businesses with three or four kids. I'm like, how the hell do you have time? So we're all busy, right? And you can you can work until midnight, but it comes down to your priorities. If you achieve those three things that you wanted to do that day, you can remove 80 percent of our reward comes from twenty percent of our effort. The other eighty percent is wasted. We all we all know that it's a you know Prado's rule. So if you focus on that twenty percent that gives you the eighty percent reward. You can actually maximize and work five times harder if you focus on tasks that are generating you that 20%, which gives you 80% reward. Does that make sense? Yeah, complete sense. Because because you've got 100% and 20, 20, 25 times, right? Mm. So when you remove all of those obsolete tasks or things that you put in there just to keep busy, there's you actually achieve so much more time management. You achieve so many more um, goals. And your endorphins go crazy because you're like, oh my God, look at me. I'm doing the work of five people in one day. I feel great. <laughs> so what are, the, what are the three things? No, it's, it's, not, it's not what my three things are. It's what your three things are. It's the three things that you need to do to... to so I'll give you an example. A guy contacted me recently. He said, look, I want to be debt-free by the end of the year. I said, cool. I go, so is that your major goal? He said, yes. I go, what are you doing to get there? He goes, I've still got nine months to go. I said, well, no, it's, it doesn't work that way. You break up your, you, you work out how much debt you have. You break it up into the time that you've given it. And so then you say, okay, in order to meet that, or even, even it doesn't have to be debt. We can talk about, most people say, I want to make a million dollars. You break that million dollars down into the 12 months, into the, um, you know, 30 days, 31 days, plus you might want to take some days off, so 20 days, let's say a month. What is the ideal income? How much cash do you need to generate in a day in order to achieve your goal? Now, for most people, that might be closing one or two deals. So that comes down to, I need to contact 10 people in order to get a 20% close rate to close those two deals, and guess what, I'm done. In order for me to contact those 10 people, it takes me two hours. Mm. Does that make sense? And yes, so in those, two, in those two hours, I've achieved my goal and I'm done. I can literally just take the rest of the day off because I've achieved my goal. But yeah, that's, that's sort of the, the three things. The three things that are going to get me to where I need to go. Mm. How does that sit with you, Heather? Oh, it's great. I, 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 I tend to, um, I'm quite structured. So What's, what I find interesting is, is hanging out with you, Jules, is that you've brought me into a world of more unstructure and, and being more connected. <laughs> no, in a good way. In a good way. I know, I know. It's great. Yeah, like to be, more, to, <laughs> to be more connected to my heart again, to be more connected to people again, because I think I kind of like got so structured. I took it overall. <laughs> I took it completely the other way. And, and so how it sits with me is that there's got to be both. There's, yeah, got it. Yes. You know? What do, what do you think? Is that is that how you're feeling about this, or do you feel more overwhelmed? No, look, I I, I love uh, Johan's clarity. Yeah. I think uh, that that level of clarity is so important. Mm. 
So uh, th that's the thing that I'm aware of. I'm just sifting through. Okay, that sounds really cool because um, I'm at the stage now where Shine is developing, you know, like, and it's galloping ahead. And I am in a state of overwhelm. And, um, you know, and the team is saying, oh, you just need structure. You know, and so I'm surrounded <laughs> by people who are super structured and my brain doesn't compute. So I lo love Johan's thing of three things a day. I can go, I can drop into that. I can, I can find three really important things to do a day because at the moment I'm trying to do 20 and it's not working. It's killing me, you know. So I love that getting really precise and really structured in there and around the things that I really love to do that are necessary to do and that will move the business forward. I think that's, 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 yeah, so that's where it's landed for me. I want to talk a little bit about the future of business and entrepreneurship. Um, what, what do you think? First question is this, what do you think is broken? right now with the model of learning and becoming an entrepreneur? And second part of that question is, what do you think needs to happen to fix it? Okay, so what is broken with entrepreneurship? Yeah. Over-information, too much information, too much distraction. So if you open up your Facebook, if you open up your, if you're an entrepreneur, guess what? You've been targeted, you've been niched. And the things that you're going to see on all of your social media or everywhere your brain is looking is going to be people giving you information, people talking about their success, people talking about their formulas. And in, literally in a day, you could scroll through Facebook, you could open up about 30 or 40 videos of people all trying to teach you systems and processes and their formulas of their secrets, how to get rich. Whatever else. Then there's, so what's broken is there's too much information, too many distractions, too many, uh, too many people who have not done it but are following. There's, there's this trend. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's coaches training coaches how to be coaches on how to train other coaches. Yes. And that's, it, it drives me absolutely yes. mad. I went to... I, I'm part of a couple of Facebook groups, and this lady put up in in one of the groups. I cannot wait, you know, till next week when I sign my first client and show them how to grow their business. I will finally be able to leave my cleaning job. Oh wow! So she's gone and read ten books or done this person's course, and now she thinks she's a business coach, mm. and she's gonna leave her cleaning job. No offense, that's you know, if that's how people do things, that's fine, but. The fact is they need to be careful about who they listen to for information because now if she's going to be uh, you know, um, talking to, advising to a business, that business is going to then steer away from its path. It's going to dedicate time, resources, energy, money into what this lady's, uh, you know, whoever it is, person X is telling them where to go, but with no real case studies, no proof, no, um, there is no... Uh, reality behind it it's all theory based mm -hmm. and there's no results behind the advice that that person's giving so that's one of the things to be careful of and when entrepreneurs are bombarded and they have no idea who to listen to there's people there's too many too many uh what are they entrepreneurs uh, well uh, you've got a good word for it, julian i think but yeah too too many people giving advice who haven't achieved or done what they're actually preaching so that's that's what's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. How to fix it? 
how to fix it. Only the person can fix it because there's never been an age ever in the world where right now you've got a supercomputer in your, in your hand on your mobile phone where you, can, you don't even have to type to it anymore. You can just ask Siri or any of the other um, you know, algorithms, give me information about blah, and it will search and give you the right information. So we have any bit of information at our fingertips. If you want to learn something, now I have a software development company. I never wrote a line of code in my life. I did, my, my, my PhD was in agricultural science. It's got nothing to do with marketing, coding, building a company, business strategy, nothing like that. It's all done through hard work um, and real case studies. Does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. By actually doing it, trying it. And if you're passionate, there's another story inside that answer, is if you're passionate, you're, nothing can ever stop you because you can achieve and dream and do whatever you want to do. Mm. So the only way to fix it is by choosing a path, sticking to that path, because too many people have shiny object syndrome. <laughs> they will start progressing along a path and they'll be like, oh, look, there's a shiny object. I'm going to go down there. And they deviate from that path without ever actually finishing anything. So a lot of the entrepreneurs don't finish stuff they start they get that initial boost and energy of it but they don't finish why did they not finish because the next thing gives them another Ooh, this is exciting this is curious i'm going to go try this now and then they become a jack of all trades which doesn't really give them a speciality and then the years fly by too quickly so that's a little bit of a a long-winded answer that no it's a great it's a great answer And speaking of speciality, do you think that's important for us as entrepreneurs? I think so, because in this, again, this day and age, you can go, you know, a mile deep into just a simple thing such as Facebook ads or YouTube, you know, video creation. I could learn how to become the best video producer and how to create the best viral videos. But that's only one part. Great. I create viral videos. What do I do now? There's no, do you know what I mean? You need the right... You need the right people who are skilled with the right skill set in the right order uh-huh. in your business. And don't try and learn everything because you will never be able to learn everything. Trust me, I've been trying to learn everything for 30 years. You can't, <laughs> you can't learn everything. I have, and I have bought literally every course and, that I need to. But again, there's no time to do all that stuff. So you cannot be a master of everything. So pick the people in your tribe, in your team. Now, the key word here is team. I am nothing without my team. My team gives me everything. My team, my clients, they, they teach me. I teach them. It's a, it's a system. Yeah. Because they, the team brings, I say, hey, I've got this problem. They go, oh, we know how to fix that. That's easy. I didn't have to, <laughs> didn't have to search because the right people are right there with the right knowledge and they know how to make things happen. So as a, I guess as, a, as an entrepreneur just getting started, it's a good idea then to develop your own area of, of specialty or expertise. And then as you grow your business, then you look for other people with their own levels of expertise to bring into your team, yeah? Correct. Or you can, while you've got your idea, one of the first things to do is to sell your idea, sell it in, order in, in the terms of talk about your idea to other people. 
and they actually buy into your idea. They buy into your vision. And they say, you know what, that's a great vision. I want to be part of it. This is what I can bring to the table. This is what I can bring to the team. Mm-hmm. How do I become part of this? Mm. And you start accumulating the right talent into your team. And now your team becomes a superpower. You're so big on community, you know, like your team is your community. That's your tribe. And, and we were all Correct. talking about that as well earlier about um, um, we, you know, and I know the guys are listening. They know this some, that we like to have a little chat with you guys before we bring you on. And we do a little tune in session to just basically look at where we should take these conversations. And it was hmm. very frequently cool in the fact that <laughs> we all came up with a similar theme. And a big part of that is is tribe. And network. So Correct. I thought now would be the perfect time to bring that up and go a little deeper into tribe and network. And what when you wrote it down as a sort of a, a thought that came to your mind, what was the angle hmm. behind it? Well, a lot of people think that they need to have 10,000, 1,000 customers or clients in order to build a business. And But it's not really. It's really your network and the people who are in your tribe. Now, when I was starting off, um, you know, the, the digital marketing agency, I was going to events and telling people, yeah, we do websites. And they were like, oh, you do websites. Guess what? I've got a guy who needs a website. And then they'd just make introductions. And then they started becoming part of my tribe because I was like, hey, you know that guy who you sent to me? He's now got these other friends who I can send to you. And so we started creating this little referral network. Nothing was with intention, but it just happened naturally. And now from, I remember three main people in my business who who I'd met at these networking things, from them, I can trace back close to 1,800 clients from three people. Wow. It's huge. So, yeah, it's it's amazing when you, when you think about it. It's just those, so your tribe is the people who... Uh, in your vision, who support your vision, who support you, who then you help. Everybody helps each other. There's, you, there's a re- all the relationships will fail if there's only taking, taking, taking. There has to be take and give, take and give, and everybody benefits. Your tribe will look after you, will look after your family, will look after your grandchildren. They'll help you build a legacy. So your tribe and your networking is very, very important. Mm. Julian, I know that like this is your gift that you play in is is building tribes and communities. Um, hearing hearing that and and the power of a referral network, do you? I'm just curious if you have anything to add to it. Look, I think some of the things that are uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, my superpower is around being a connector, yeah. uh, joining joining people together, being able to listen to what people want. I think and need. And then being able to make the make the connection, it's it's extraordinary what can happen within a tribe and or within a community. Um, I think some of the really important things are uh, there has to be an alignment of values. Um, you know, a lot of people who go along to sort of networking groups, um, and I have a much more organic approach to it. I get really clear around. Um, what my what my business is who are the people that i really want to play with what are their values how do we go about things i found that to be absolutely critical and that there for for my uh take on tribe there has to be generosity 
there, which is what Johan was ta also talking about as well. There's got to be a willingness and there's got to be um, <clears throat> the skills um, and the ability to, do, to deliver on whatever is being talked about. I think those are some really key elements. But values and alignment is absolutely the critical piece. Mm. For sure. Mm. So something else as well, and we, we talked about briefly before about the entrepreneur and what's sort of broken and what needs to be fixed. Where do you see the future of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship heading? I think I think entrepreneurs are the lifeblood of the planet. Why? Because we we're always innovating. We're always changing things for the better, finding efficiencies. When you find efficiencies, you're you know you're, you're making things better. As far as I as far as I can see, mm. entrepreneurs are always going to be there. There's it's I think it's getting more now. There's more entrepreneurs in the in the marketplace in the world now because of the tools that we have access to. Mm -hmm. We all have access to the internet. We all have access to YouTube. We all are getting, somehow you will find yourself in the right groups, niches on Facebook. You will see that, you know, hey, wow, another 500 of my friends are in this, in, you know, like this thing or whatever it is. The, the way it's spreading, the way the, the influence, the circle of influence, how you get drawn into these right places at the right time is incredible. You will listen to the right things. Why you're getting targeted because of your um, the, the search criteria, the, the things that you're searching for. Everything is logged. Every, privacy is dead. So <laughs> yeah, every, true. Every, everything that you're searching for, everything that you've liked on Facebook, everything that you've interacted with, it's all recorded and you're getting um, profiled. Based on your profile, people know what type of person you are. So hence, you might not even know that you're a really good entrepreneur, but you're already getting profiled as one. And so that information is getting presented to you. You then get access to that information. You listen to that information. Your mind expands even more. And now you, you've got more of a hunger because you know what's possible. What an amazing twist on that. That's, that's fascinating, like that you brought that up, like literally that it's almost like our, because of our behavioral patterns, we're actually, the doors are opening to us that we haven't even thought of yet. Correct. Crazy. <laughs> and there's a comment you made earlier uh, before the call where you talked about the, the youth tell us where to go. And, yep. and give us direction, and the older older generation tell us how to do it. Can you uh, open that up for, for us, please? Sure. So I'll start that off with the story. I was, when I started off my entrepreneurial journey, I was making a lot of money online, and it just needed me on the internet doing what I had to do. I was doing a lot of affiliate marketing, eBay, that sort of stuff, where it's only one person dependent. And... Again, a lot of money that's respective of depending on who you're talking to and where you are in life. So I was living a very comfortable life and I met a guy who said, hey, I know a guy who needs people to generate leads for him. I said, okay. He goes, so I went and met this guy and he goes, I hear that you can generate leads. I said, yes, I can. He said, I need to fill a room with 80 business owners or people interested in business. I filled that room with 80 people who were um, CEOs and directors. 
he was very, very impressed. And he said, other than the money, what else can I give you? I said, well, give me 15 minutes to speak. I'd love to speak in front of these people. And so he goes, yeah, sure, you got it. So the, here I am. I think I was 22, 23, something like that. And speaking to these guys who've been in business for 40 years plus about how I see the Internet's going to change the way they generate leads. And he introduced me with, Johan, the reason you're in this room is because Johan has done a lead generation and you're sitting here because of his advertising. So that, that set the tone of, sure, I had these tools. And by the way, the, all I did was I went on LinkedIn and targeted, marketed to directors and CEOs. So only they saw my ads. So of course, only those people could show up to the event. So the tools, it was just a tool, got them in the room, showed them. At that event, I met a, another guy who said, hey, I've been in business for 40 years. I've made my money. I love what you're doing. I can see this going really, really big. Can I come play in your world? I said, sure. What do you need? He said, well, you know, what's your address? We'll catch up on Monday. I said, sure. He rocks up to my house on Monday with his computer, with a table and a desk and says, where do you want me? Uh -huh. said, what? Uh -huh. He goes, yes. Yeah. So he goes, with my business experience over the last 40 years, with your knowledge of these tools and all the things that you do online, we can build a company. I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then in six months, we accelerated so fast because we then had this huge client. We had all these clients coming through. We were outsourcing a whole heap of stuff. So now we had teams all over the world. And yeah, it's so he showed me that Experience, nothing can ever beat experience. And then throughout my life, throughout my entrepreneurial life and my business life, it's all, I will read books that are from the 1800s because they have the same systems and strategies that we need right now hmm. in order to succeed. So knowledge, the information has always been there and will always be there. And it is in the, in the books, in real experience that people have. The younger generation just shows where to direct it. So 10 years ago, it was Facebook. Hey, we need to be on Facebook, 2007. You know, let's advertise. Before that, it was Google. Everybody was on Google. Let's advertise on Google to get clients. Facebook now, you know, Pinterest, Instagram, all those sorts of things. But I think everybody's jumping on the Facebook bandwagon to get clients, whereas the demographics and where people's attentions are, they're so bombarded with the same thing. Your messages are very ineffective. And so now there's other platforms where it's much more effective and you can get a huge ROI because there's not that much competition. Does that make sense? Mm. So the, the youth tell us, they show us where they're going, where, where, where the attention is. The older generation show us the systems to put into place in order to get the outcome that you want. So even if you were to follow the youth, wouldn't you just be reaching the youth on those new platforms? No, because the youth because everybody else follows the youth. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. With Facebook, it, it was always oh, a young crowd. Then Gen X got on there. And now there's a huge amount of baby boomers on there. So, and they're all very well, very well high pro, you know, profiled, so we can target the exact people that we want. Mm -hmm. Facebook is now like a menu because they have all of your data. Everything that you've, talked, everything that you've looked at, liked, um, where you've eaten, your phone is on, your Facebook's on, it's tracking absolutely everything that you do. So the profiling of Facebook is incredible. But using those tools, you can also leverage the data that's inside and used by that on other platforms. Mm. 
Wow. Does that make sense? Wow. It does to me. <laughs> Julian, yeah. is your brain fried? Yeah. No, I, I, I'm wondering what the next, so what is the next trend, I guess? If, if, if people are starting to sort of move away from Facebook and to be frank, I'm, I'm seriously over Facebook. <laughs> so, so Facebook will be there. It's not going anywhere. It is yeah. people are now addicted to it and they're addicted to the like culture. They need, they feel the need that every time they put up a photo, they haven't got 20, 30, 40, 50 likes. They're like, oh, I feel very insignificant. People didn't yeah. like it, blah, blah, blah. So it's not going anywhere. It's, I don't think it's going anywhere, but the, the tools that are associated with it. So on Facebook now, Facebook broke away Messenger for a reason. So now you don't have to have Facebook because they knew this would happen. So now you don't have to have Facebook, but you can have Messenger. You can have Messenger to communicate with all of your friends. You can create groups. You can create tribes and communicate with the people there. Now businesses are building bots on Messenger, which, again, it sounds like, oh, bots. Nobody wants to talk to a robot. It's unlike the robots that we talk to when we call up one of those things and it goes, please talk to me in a, you know, one word syllable. What do you want today? <laughs> those are the most frustrating, annoying machines that there are. These are very intuitive, programmed with specific questions and answers that you can give them and they will lead you along a different experience. So the bots in the next six months are going to start. Right now, they're a very, very powerful tool keeps you top of mind and can get the message out there. In the next six months, they will start becoming um, mainstream. A year from now, they will probably, the effectiveness of it will wear off, but they will still be there, just like email. So most people talk about email marketing. Oh, email marketing is dead. No, it's not. You're just using it ineffectively and you're not, uh, you know, you're not engaging people the right way. When you do behavioral email marketing, then you can take them down a different, anyway, I'm getting all geeked out now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could go, I, stop, stop. No, here I'm going. Yeah, keep going, keep going. I want more, I want more. Um, but you know, but I will, but I will play devil's advocate and play, be somebody that's listening right now. And they're suddenly thinking, I have no chance. I seriously have no chance. This is too much. How do I even, how do I even do all this stuff? What would you say to somebody that literally is a small business owner just getting started and they're hearing bots, they're hearing Facebook, they're hearing, I have to collect data on Facebook. Where should they just start to get something going? Can I give you the secret to success that's oh, going to make yes. you a multi, multi millionaire? Bring billionaire? <laughs> Life is simple. Find a problem, fix it. Love that's that. it. There is absolutely nothing else. Don't worry about any of the technology stuff. Don't worry about anything else. All you need to do is find a problem and fix it. Mm. Now, that's very, very simple. Then you ask yourself the question, what's the problem? How do you find the problem? Well, you talk to people. The more people you talk to, the more, the more you realize there's patterns in their problems. You'll come up with a way to, to fix it, or you will find the right person to fix that problem. Now you can create a joint venture, or you can license a solution. There's a whole heap of other ways to do that. Again, I could talk about this for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then once, once you find the problem, you're going to fix it. Okay, you fix the problem. You're the best at fixing it. How do you get the message out that you're the best fixer-upper? Mm. That's marketing. Mm. Beautifully simplified. How long? I love that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, really cool. Everything can be simplified, you know. Um, how long's your overnight success story taken you to get to? <laughs> how long have you been um, in business? Uh, 
2004. That's good. Because I think it's important that, to bring that uh, that up to people. Yeah. You know, they're, they're thinking, wow, this guy's on the top of his game. But it's taken you a while, hasn't it? I'm not even at 1% of where I want to be. Whoa. Scary. <laughs> That's cool. No, it's fun. It's exciting. Fun. It's very fun. So what's what's one thing in the future? You know, as we start to wrap up here, what's one thing that we should be looking out for you? Something that, that um, what do you say, Jules? Like makes makes him inspired? Oh, um, yeah. What's hot for you? That's what's, it. What's really, what, 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 what's calling you um, into the future? Sure. A uh, couple of things. One, I'll start off with a story because I love stories. What brought me to where I am right here right now is I had three mentors when I was 24 and I saw the way that they raised their children and each one of them had a different way of raising their children and a lot of them didn't get time to spend with their child. One of them spent a lot of time with their child and I saw that child accelerate and become a leader and become a leader amongst their friends and, you know, grow, growing up that child became a leader that's influencing a lot of people. I said, I want my child to be like that. Now, growing up in a middle-class family where I hardly ever saw my parents because they were working, I said, wow, I wish I had that. But now I'm giving that to my child because he's with me all day, every day. He comes to meetings with me. He's one year old, by the way. Oh. Uh, you know, he, the networking events, my speaking, when I go to talk, he's with me all the time. The life that he's leading at one year old, he's been on planes, helicopters, you know, traveled Europe. He's got more stamps on his passport than <laughs> I did at the age of 25. So what, one of my driving factors is to give my children, my family, all the experiences I wish I could have had. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Because through that, they can influence a whole lot more people. The system is broken. It wasn't broken. It's, it's built that way. It's built in an industrial fashion where it keeps us all slaves. Mm. You know, go to, go to school, go to uni, learn this, get into a job. 40, 50 years later, but now they, they go through about eight or 10 jobs by the time they get to 50 or 60, mm -hmm. and then retire, live life for five or 10 years, die. That's not what we are born for. That's not, that's not us. That's not what, you know, our purpose is here. Our purpose here is to connect and to help as many people as we can. We all have a very, very short time period on this planet. And so what's driving me? Why do I wake up every morning? One, all the people that I get to feed because of my companies gives me significance. Two, I get, I've got real case studies, real data, all these strategies which we've developed over 10 years, and they can change lives. So my thing now over the next year is to distribute and pass this along to the other people who are starting off because it's the age of they've got too many distractions and they need proper systems yeah wonderful yeah wow that's a beautiful answer johan thank you really yeah wow so boy what a conversation this has been yeah it's been amazing I've never heard so much pause in my life. <laughs> this is what we do. We pause and contemplate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we edit all, all, all the pauses out, you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But um, yeah, you know, when 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 you say something uh, or when someone says something, I think it's really important to take it in. You know, it's yeah. um because it's actually in the pause that the neurons in the brain refire, mm. and that's that's what real that's when real learning occurs. It's not in the yes. word. It's Correct. actually in the pauses. It's actually what do you do with that information? Mm. And um, yeah, so those pauses are really important. So, but um, look, I want to thank you very much, Johan, for taking the time out of your day to talk to Heather and I and to share your knowledge and your, you know, your expertise. There is nothing like embodied information. And by that, what I mean is, you know, someone who isn't just like you were talking about that coach, um, read a few books and know a few principles, but someone who has actually walked the journey, when they talk, there's a there's a depth and there's an authority, and that goes in a lot deeper than just the theoretical knowledge. So I want to acknowledge you for everything you've done um, to get you to this point, because, you know, the entrepreneur's journey is not for the faint-hearted, um, and you can't just have a, a light-hearted approach to it. So I want to thank you for your grit and for your willingness to learn, and now I'm really touched by your generosity and willingness to share that with other emerging entrepreneurs. I think a lot of people will gain a lot of benefit from your work and your life. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And before we go, if people do want to learn more about you online, because you play in that space, where do they find out more? <laughs> they can go to jn.world. Ah. That's your world, is it? Is that all your different projects and things you're doing? That's that's my world. That's, that's your world. That's, <laughs> welcome to my world. Sounds like so a good JM, world to hang yeah. out in. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Been amazing having Thanks. you on. Thanks, yeah. guys. Talk thank you. Cool. Bye. Wow. Once again, loads to digest, loads to think about. Look, I know lots of you would have taken notes through through this um, through this podcast. So do take time, give yourself time to really reflect on the key ideas that emerged out of this conversation today, and ask yourself what's the one or two simple things out of this conversation that you could enact in your business in the coming day or two. Because, you know, listening without action, really, I'm telling you, you'll just drift back to where it was yesterday. So it's really important to be in action when you get inspired, when you feel that sense of motivation and compelled to take action, follow through, take some simple little actions in the next day or two. You know, and, and on that point of systems and taking action, I think when a lot of us hear the word system, we tend to get overwhelmed straight away and think, oh, yuck, a system that's so unsexy. <laughs> but with systems, the easiest way I, I like to think of them is look at something that you do repeatedly every single day in your business that is taking you from growing it, keeping you away from the full potential of what you and your business can be. That can be anything from invoicing, from writing proposals, to, um, I don't know, sending out the same email over and over again. 
That's a really great place to start and action something is looking at those things that are holding you back, that you are mundane and not speaking to your strengths and look at a way to get rid of them, whether that's using automation or technology or people, you know, can be another person. So I think that's just something to to keep in mind, guys, as you listen to this episode and you're starting to think about, you know, a bigger way of of growing what your potential is. Um, Just just start with the little ugly things that you don't like to do and get rid of them. Get them off your plate as fast as possible. (laughs) Get them them out of there. So you guys, um, as well as while you're here, you can go over to shineglobal.com.au and just click on podcast there in the menu and you get access to all of our past podcasts. We also have um, links to all of our past guests. So you can click on those links and learn more about them uh, and subscribe. We have a couple little subscribe links there so you can subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss an episode. We'd absolutely love for you to subscribe. And then um, you get those nice little messages on your phone that says, bing, bing, bing. Guess what? You have another little shiny episode for you waiting there on your phone. So please subscribe to us. Let us know what you think in iTunes as well. And as always, thanks you guys for tuning in. We are truly, truly in awe and humbled by the fact that we have listeners from all over the world. We truly are. And we are very grateful to you. And just remember, you're not alone on this crazy, crazy journey of yours. Jules, thanks again for hanging out. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>